0: A special edition of the Sean Show. This is our conference realignment special. I'm your host Curtis, joined today by Josh,
1: Mario,
2: and Jordan.
0: So, we've been putting this off for a little while, waiting for official news. Now we have that. Three schools have entered the Sun Belt officially. We extend our welcome to Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss. James Madison looks to be just behind them. What are you guys'
3: initial takeaways from those additions to the Sun Belt? Really, I absolutely love the move when the Big 12 was talking about adding schools after Texas left for the SEC. We heard rumors that the American was looking to take Louisiana, App State, schools like that, our biggest, some of our biggest names from the Sun Belt. And I was worried that the Sun Belt kind of might slip down the hierarchy of the group of five and really for all other sports, but to add Marshall, Old Dominion, James Madison, big name schools, that's going to be awesome for the growth and the future of the Sun Belt because while I am a Coastal fan and Coastal student, and we all are, I'm really excited for the future of the Sun Belt, and I love the Sun Belt as well.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, Josh. I think that this is going to really help boost the Sun Belt in so many ways. Um, You know, we all look at the teams that are already here with Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss, and with JMU right around the corner on the verge of joining um, each of these schools have a lot of history, especially with Marshall and James Madison. Um, so I think that this is gonna help not only in football, but it's gonna help in just about any other every other sport that we have um, with basketball and, and volleyball and soccer. It's just really gonna help this uh, conference just get any bigger than it is. So i really like to move uh, Commissioner Keith Gill, hats off to you for getting these teams to come and for also making sure that we didn't lose Louisiana and App State in the process.
1: Right, I think both of you are right. Two things pop up to me. The first thing is that time has really changed. I mean, we talk, we go back like a couple years ago, maybe three years ago, and people don't even know what the Sun Belt is. And now because of this conference realignment, because of the teams joining, now suddenly the Sun Belt is starting to grow as a conference, and I'm super excited to see it happen. And the other thing is this is going to be a really good test for Coastal, not just football, but sports in general. You know, these new teams coming in. And, again, very competitive teams. It's going to be a real good test for Coastal, and I'm excited to see what happens.
0: Yeah, Josh said it earlier. We we were all kind of nervous about teams jumping ship away from the Sun Belt. The AAC, the American, lost four of its best teams to the Big 12. The Big 12 was really looking to recover from the loss of Oklahoma and Texas. There's a couple of schools in the Sun Belt that fit real nicely into the Big 12 footprint. You know, you can add App State. You can add – Louisiana, you could add one of the Texas schools, right? That didn't happen. The Sun Belt stayed together and it added and it grew and it's a lot better because of it. Now they grew at the expense of Conference USA, which I feel bad for, right? They're down to five teams are left with Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee State on the verge of joining the MAC, but I think it's good for the Sun Belt. I think it's really good for us becoming the new name in group of five competition in football. Probably group of four with the loss of Conference USA, right? But I think it sets the Sun Belt up to be the premier group of, of four school in the country.
3: Yeah, and that's what happened to Conference USA is what I was very worried about happening to the Sun Belt. And I, that sucks for Conference USA, but the Sun Belt's actually going to get a lot better Whereas Conference USA is basically going to go into nothing and they're going to be pretty much destroyed. Yeah, they're either going to fade from
0: existence completely or they're going to have to add a bunch of FCS schools that aren't quite ready for the jump. And then they're just going to be a, a real kind of bottom basement conference for a while. Kind of, you know, I, I mean that's the other thing, right? Is is the meteoric rise of the Sunbelt. To finish that last thought, a couple years ago the Sunbelt was that conference. They were bottom of the barrel. You're right. You know, even our school, Coastal jumping up like they did, was a risk for the Sunbelt. It was tough to take a team like Coastal that had just started playing football in 2003 to add them into the fold. I think if Sun if the Sunbelt was where it is today, and Coastal was ready to make the jump, I don't think the Sunbelt is the the conference for them. I don't think the Sunbelt extends that invitation. So just the growth in the past couple of years of the Sunbelt is super impressive. Now with these four new schools coming into the fold, you extend your geographical footprint up into the northeast a little bit. Southern Miss fits real nicely in that kind of Mississippi, Louisiana, kind of Georgia-type area right? that the Sunbelt has a nice foothold in. And it really extends the influence of the conference around the country.
3: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and we added three new states to the Sun Belt that weren't there before, and they're all touching each other in some way. Mississippi's right between Louisiana and Alabama, and that fits perfectly into it. And then you extend north with Virginia and West Virginia, so geographically it just expands the size of the Sun Belt while keeping it right where it's supposed to be. Quick stat right here, it says Old Dominion's average miles traveled against the season's 13 Conference USA opponents was 1,019 miles. Joining the Sun Belt with assumed James Madison, Marshall, and Southern Miss, it goes down to 756 is what that says. So it expands the total size of the Sun Belt while also keeping travel fantastic for these schools.
2: And one thing I'll say too, I mean, you guys talk about travel and everything that comes with it. I mean, you can't have these teams going pretty much across the country to play these games, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, soccer, I mean, you just can't have that. They're not going to play their best games because they're worn out from all this traveling. So it was really great to see that these ge- these geolo- geological um, moves made, it actually helps out these teams that are coming to the Sun Belt and are soon to come as well.
1: Right, absolutely. And time-wise, it becomes a lot more flexible. Now you don't have to travel as far as Josh said and again you can focus on more things you know you can have a little bit more time to practice opposed to going again like Jordan said across the country and possibly losing sleep losing time and you know getting ready for that game but the one other thing I want to touch on too and Curtis mentioned it earlier is Conference USA we're talking about how it might be the bottom of the barrel of the conference and he's absolutely right but what I can see uh, conference USA turning into is kind of like what happened with coastal when coastal was part of FCS, and then we finally moved into the FBS. they were like, well, let's just put them in the sun belt. I kind of see Conference USA turning into that conference. The teams that are in the FCS, maybe, you know, if they want to go move up into the FBS, let's see how they do in Conference USA. That's what I see Conference USA as a conference being coming.
0: yeah, I think that's that's a legitimate thought. I think, You know, these teams that want to move to the next level, you're talking your Richmond's, you're talking, you know, those types of schools that want to make the jump to the next level but aren't quite ready to jump into Big Boy. I think that's where Conference USA comes in. Now that's if Conference USA continues to exist. Because another conversation I want to have is the three schools that aren't really in the news that nobody's talking about, there aren't rumors floating around yet are FIU down in Miami, UTSA in San Antonio, and Louisiana Tech. Now, those are three schools that are basically the only schools in Conference USA that aren't leaving, right? Because we talked earlier, Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee State are probably on their way to the MAC. If those three schools get absorbed into a bigger conference, possibly the Sun Belt, I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. Then I think Conference USA ceases to exist, and then you get a group of four scenario like I was talking right. about before, rather than a group of five. I think your scenario, Mario, is more likely. I think FIU, UTSA, and LaTeX hold steady, hold firm, and then you add schools like a, like a Richmond, like you know, a couple of, of those FCS schools that are good enough to compete, but not good enough. To win at an FBS level,
1: right, and honestly, that might be something that could save Conference USA in the future. Because again, Coastal—they made a complete 360 as a team in these past couple years. If a team from the FCS ends up climbing back up, and they end up, and they end up becoming a really, really good team, that might be a that might be something that saves Conference USA as a as a whole conference in general.
3: Yeah, and. We're not just looking at football here, but say Conference USA brings up North Dakota State, which that would obviously help for football. This right. These schools that are FCS but ready to move up, you've got North Dakota State, you have Richmond, you have Villanova. That becomes, and I don't think Villanova would leave the Big East in that scenario for basketball, but every other sport, those are bigger schools with these facilities already ready. I think a school like that is very ready to jump to other conferences and bigger conferences, and that Football would be the only thing that's really suffering immediately, but they all have money and facilities to keep going.
2: Yeah, and to uh, Curtis's point when he was talking about FCS teams not making the jump just yet, I I mean, guys, listen, we started in 2017. We came here in 2017. Were we ready at that time? Maybe not. But I feel like for these FCS teams, that's going to help them become, to become where we are right now. I feel like you have to take some – we've taken some beatings. We didn't just come in here and just start dominating like we did. We've, we've had some some pretty bad seasons, but that's how you get better. You get better by taking those hard seasons and those hard losses, and that's how you build to become the 12-0, 11-1. You get to be that type of team. So I think that that would be – that's something that has to be considered for teams that are trying to join, like, the Conference USA – Um, to get a North Dakota State that's been dominating the FCS, to get some of these other teams like a Richmond or something like that. You have to get those type of teams to come in and get bought in on that conference as well. And for UTSA's point, I mean, number 16 team in the country. You know, their coach just signed that massive deal. And I think, you know, whether they decide to stay in Conference USA or whether they decide to come to join a bigger conference, whether it may be – hopefully it is here – Because that's going to not only just help them out, but it could help us out as well and other teams in the Sun Belt as well. So I really feel like in that sense, you have to want these FCS teams to want to come. They should want to come as well. They're playing in the small conferences and playing these smaller teams. They want to play the big boys and get recognition as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And let's take a pause. Let's take a moment to look at the Sun Belt as a whole right now. You've got 16 total members. You've got 14 football schools. That's with – the expansion, right? right? So those two schools that are non-football members, you've got uh, Arkansas Little Rock and you've got uh, UT Arlington um, are, are non-football, but they play basketball, they play soccer, they play some other sports with us. Um, now you're up to 17 football schools, potentially 18, with the addition of James Madison. You've got – now you're up to a total of 20 schools in the conference as a whole – do you think there's room for the Sun Belt to expand more, and what does that expansion look like to you
3: guys, or do you think they hold pat? I think at this rate, after this whole thing, even if we get don't get FIU, UTSA, or Louisiana Tech, I think we kind of hold course for at least five, six, seven years while these new conferences settle in, and then I do think the Sun Belt would be a giant area of movement the next time something like this happens.
2: I say hold as well. I I agree with you, Josh. This is, you know, if we could get 20 teams, that's going to, I mean, with scheduling and and getting things set up in that matter, that's going to be pretty difficult. I mean, not even, I don't even think the SEC has that many teams if we could get 20. So I think we should hold and do like Josh say, wait until, you know, five, six, seven years. Uh, later on down the road and see what happens then if we can get a chance to to make a movement, but it also gonna have to it also comes about how domination you know each team is if a team dominates from now until like the five six seven years, how is that gonna affect you know wanting to leave or wanting to stay? Yeah, and I wouldn't be opposed
3: to the Sun Belt trying to become the best conference it could be and maybe elevate itself in a few years to almost power five status. I'm all for that as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. I say you hold out. And not only that, but again, like you guys have mentioned, we don't know what's going to happen within the next five to ten years. And who knows? There might be another conference realignment come that time. We don't know. So I say right now you hold it with 20 teams. That's a lot of teams in that conference, but that's good competition as well. So I say hold it for now.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think the Sun Belt needs to hold Pat. I'd love to see them add at least one of those Conference USA holdouts. I think UTSA fits very well into the geographic footprint they're on an upswing with their football team now it is a one season kind of wonder type situation but there's still a big market in san antonio to get into fiu is in miami that gets you a footprint that gets you a hold in the state of florida i think that'd be a great addition and we already have a bunch of the other louisiana schools adding louisiana tech would be awesome i don't think you need all three and i don't think the Sun Belt would want all three But I think out of those, I'd love to see FIU the most. It gives you another state. It gives you another place to build the brand of Sunbelt and bring in new kids to your other programs as well as help FIU fight against its next-door neighbor in Miami. It brings me to an interesting question, though. What does it mean specifically for Coastal Carolina? Because my thinking is this. What if the Sunbelt becomes what the AAC is now, the American is now? They're losing their four best, biggest schools to the Big 12. Does the Sun Belt become a feeder conference to the Power Five, or does it become Power Five itself, and what does that mean for Coastal? For me, it means if Coastal can compete, if Coastal can establish itself as one of the top schools, if not the top school in the new Sun Belt, you might get an invitation five or six years from now to join the ACC, or maybe the SEC does more expansion. Do I think Coastal's on that level now? No. Do I think Coastal's ready for that step now? No. But in five to seven to ten years, I think Coastal's ready for it. I think Coastal can do it if they stay on pat now. What do you guys think about Coastal specifically in the new Sun Belt?
3: Yeah, I think that Coastal's going to stay where they are, and I think it really depends for what Coastal's going to want to do. Obviously, Coastal wants to become a big school that's going to compete nationally and eventually get into the national championship conversation in every sport. And if the group of five is allowed in the playoff if they expand the playoff and the winner of the Sun Belt every year gets an automatic spot to the playoff like every other sport if you win your conference you're in, then I think Coastal may be interested in staying and becoming a Gonzaga and basketball, Wichita State type team. Something like that, Boise State in the Mountain West now, somewhere where they can dominate and be that team. And those teams are still able to bring in a lot of money and schedule big names and I think I would be all for something like that as opposed to going and then having to restart and be a bottom team at a Power 5 conference.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, and I totally agree with both of you guys. I think that this – I think Coastal has to stay, needs to stay. Um, yes, no, in no way, shape, or form are we ready for any type of competition in the ACC or any other big Power 5 conference. I think the best move for us right now is to stay here, and but it's all going to have to come about how we dominate. If we can continue to keep doing what we're doing – And if we can beat these teams that are coming in, not only will it help build the brand, and I'm not just talking about football, I'm talking about in every sport that we have that offers here at Coastal Carolina University, it will help them out extremely in every sport. I feel like, you know, for basketball, if we can get a marshal that's made some trips to the NCAA tournament to get these teams like uh, Old Dominion or in football, they just knocked off Virginia Tech, I think, last year. So I think that it's going to help generate in every sport. And not only that, but it's going to make us better as well. So I definitely think we need to stay. Um, for football, it all depends on, you know, for if Coach Chadwell is going to stay or not. We don't know if he's going to leave or not. You know, there's a lot of coaching changes that are happening now and in the next five years or so. So I don't know if he's going to stay or not. But he did sign that seven-year contract, and this is year one in that. So it all depends on how that goes. But in, in general... But in general, I think that um, it's going to help Coastal out in a big way, and they need to stay for sure. Okay, we're going to pause
0: for Yeah, you made a good point there with Chadwell, and I want to bring up real quickly, at this time of recording, TCU has just fired their head coach. They haven't made an appointment yet, Jamie Chadwell. I know they're Vegas odds. They're not real type things. But he's the third favorite to get that job in in TCU. It's a big step up for Chadwell. I know he's in the first year of that extension. It would mean a big – buy out that we would get from TCU in order to hire Chadwell that's money that goes in the pocket. But I think that's real important that you keep your coaches that are here that have excelled at Coastal to help you propel your, your teams and your academic program in the new Sunbelt. Because I'm with you guys, right? As much as I, I dream of, you know, South Carolina and Clemson and Coastal being in the same realm if you will in the same power five dynamic not in the same conference but in the same dynamic i think you need to stay in the Sun Belt. and i love josh's comparison to boise state i think that's what coastal should strive to be you win everything in your conference you win the basketball tournament you win the basketball regular season you win the football championship you win the baseball championship you like all you keep putting up banner after banner after banner and you're still a national brand, right? You're still bringing in good kids, even though you're not at the Power 5 level. Is that sustainable long-term? That's to be determined. But I think the money, which as much as we'd like to believe that this is all about academics and you know uh, camaraderie and oh, we're building a better network. No, we're, we're making more money off of this. Bringing in these four schools brings a lot of money to the Sun Belt. Yep. I think the money that you're gonna get from the ACC, if that invitation ever comes, is gonna be greater than the Sun Belt, but by how much? I don't think a lot, in all reality. I really don't think a lot, because I think now, the Sun Belt is big enough that they can start their own TV network, like the ACC has, like the Big Ten and the SEC, like they all have, right? That brings in a lot of revenue to, to all the schools that are there, and I think it helps build Coastal's program you get new facilities, right? We've got the indoor practice facility for football coming. We've got the new Olympic Park for all of those sports. Those are going to really help Coastal, the new soccer stadium. Yep. like That's really going to help those sports grow. And now you're going to get bankrolled by a bigger, better conference. And I, I'm with you guys. I think we stay. I think the Sun Belt stays, Pat. And I think Coastal becomes the dominant team in the Sun Belt should they continue their current momentum.
3: Yeah, and one thing I really want to mention, from our perspective at least, is that Coastal is probably, I think it is, the smallest school in the Sunbelt with the least infrastructure. And a lot of these other schools that are in the Sunbelt already have football stadiums that can hold 40,000 people. Their basketball stadiums can hold 8,000. So we are really one of the smallest teams in the Sunbelt, if not the smallest, and we're certainly smaller than Old Dominion, JMU, Marshall, and Southern Miss. So... I think we grow together and we're gonna start getting these facilities. And if this is what we can do with what we have, all these other schools have it even more than us. So I really think the Sunbelt's gonna explode in the next couple of years.
1: Right, and to add on to what Josh said, we just might be one of the youngest too. And so and yep. so again, the fact that we are doing this stuff at such a uh, in such a quick period of time, because again, we've only been a school since 1954. That is very, very young. So the fact that we're getting all this done so quickly, kind of to me, what, what just popped up in my mind is what will this school be like come 30 years down the line, 40 years, 50 years down the line? So I think we're making some great progress, but there's definitely more progress that needs to come.
3: Yeah, I'm telling you, we can't even think about the ACC until we have a parking garage on campus, <laughs> right? right? Oh, yeah. geez, that's, that's true. God.
2: He is absolutely right about that because, I mean, the traffic flows here is already terrible. I mean, God, they shut down good bit of the stadium uh the parking and the driveways and right. stuff here mm-hmm. on game days. so I mean I just feel like yeah we need to stay we're not there yet but we we are gradually getting there we just eclipsed I believe over 10,000 students here <laughs> yeah. so we're not there yet we're not we're, we I mean Brook Stadium holds like 20,000 right and that's yeah. even if it's a full sellout so we're not there yet we're getting there but I say we're gonna get there it's gonna take some time But we're going to get there. But that's
3: my point, right? If we can compete nationally with this level of infrastructure and student capacity, all the other schools in the Sun Belt and the ones that we added can do that the same level or even more. And I really think that's just going to be beneficial overall, and we're going to become a big conference later on.
0: Yeah, I, I truly believe that too, right? And to add on to Mario's point, the school was founded in 1954. But it was a branch campus of University of South Carolina. Coastal didn't become an right. independent university until 1993. Mm-hmm. Like so, you're talking basically 30 years of history. Like that's not a lot to be at the level the coastal's at is incredibly impressive, and with the new Sun Belt, I think you continue to see that grow. Now, we want to get to a couple of kind of news, noteworthy stuff. We mentioned James Madison. We have been throughout this um, podcast. They're not official. Their board of trustees passed a vote to move from FCS to FBS. But because James Madison is a public school in the state of Virginia, they have to get approval from the Virginia General Assembly, which has not met and will not meet for a while to get approval for this move. They would move up as an independent and then within like a couple hours would join the Sun Belt. Because of the new additions as well, Marshall is a big soccer school. Marshall has one of the top men's soccer programs in the entire country. They are constantly producing talent that goes on to play in the MLS. They've had a couple guys go and play for the U.S. men's national team, they've had a couple of guys make impact in European power leagues. There's a weird kind of scenario that's happening right now where Coastal's men's soccer team is actually a member of Conference USA, which is a conglomerate of a bunch of schools that basically got dumped by their conferences. So like South Carolina's in there because the SEC no longer has soccer. Marshall's in there. Kentucky's in there. It's, it's kind of a hodgepodge. But now that we've added Marshall, we've added Old Dominion in their soccer program, we've added Southern Miss in their soccer program – The Sunbelt has officially reinstated men's soccer as a conference program, right, that they're going to support it as a conference, which is really nice to see that now you won't have this kind of like, why are we playing Kentucky and it's not, not, oh, they're in our conference, right? The Sunbelt will be the Sunbelt in all competitions, which is really, really nice.
2: Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. I think that it's going to be really special to see some of these teams, especially how we are. We're getting really good in soccer. I mean, we have been for a while now. And to see us play um, Marshall and Old Dominion and Southern Miss, um, it's only going to elevate the brand more. I, I think we, we just had a, ML, a player get drafted to the MLS. I think he was our goalkeeper. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna eventually, as time goes on, we're gonna become that Marshall team that keeps producing these MLS um, and playing overseas um players. So I'd like to move as well. I do.
3: Yeah, one of the things that I would like to note is that every school that we're adding can compete at a high level in the Sun Belt and a bunch of different sports. Old Dominion and Marshall are great basketball schools. They have made the tournament both of them in the past five years they oh like we said marshall has a great soccer program jmu has been running the fcs for five ten years now i think they can compete in soccer not soccer but football i think they can beat a lot of these schools that are currently in the sunbelt they also have a good volleyball program jmu made the national championship in softball last year so they can compete and southern miss has been a good school in football and they also have a pretty decent basketball program as well so none of these schools will be cellar dwellers in the sunbelt at Thing. and that's great because that's elevating us as a whole.
1: Right, absolutely. I mean, what is there not to be excited about? All sports in general, not only that, but we've talked about it before, the fan base at Colso. You know, we've talked about it many, many times. I think bringing these teams along into the Sun Belt and as competitive as they are, and not just football or basketball, but all these sports in general, I think it's definitely going to raise the fan base at Colso too. And that's something I'm excited to see.
2: Well, and to Josh's point, I like to I like to bring up a couple things too. I mean, Southern Miss, uh, they're no slouch. I mean, they play Alabama, they play Kentucky. They're, they've been known to play these big schools. They don't win those games, but they're they're willing to take the, the opportunity. They're willing to go up and try to knock off the big dogs. So I really like the mentality that they bring um, to the Sun Belt. And you know, for JMU, if we can get them, I mean, they like Josh said, they've been running the FCS them in uh, North Dakota State for some time now, and uh, I think they even won it one year because I remember they did. The national cause they, championship because they have because um, they had Ben Danucci. Yep. And he was the quarterback of that team. The only reason I know that is because I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Sure. But um, we don't have him anymore. But he was one of the premier players on that JMU team that led him to that national championship. So I really hope that we can get JMU. Um, to get Southern Miss is really big because I really think that's going to elevate the football program, but other programs that we have here as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing if. It, it, it can get finalized for JMU. I really think that's going to be a big jump for us.
3: Yeah, we always talk about we love the direction that Coastal is heading in general. I love the direction that Ole Miss, JMU, Marshall, and Southern Miss are trending. So to add four schools that really care about continuing to advance and they're not complacent, I think that was just an absolutely great move, and I love each school that we added to it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, I Again, we – we were critical a little bit on our postgame episode of the Sun Belt and their TV scheduling, but I mentioned it then and I'll mention it again. What the Sun Belt is doing as a conference is incredible. What the Sun Belt is doing to grow its programs from within, what it's gr- doing to grow the national impact and national branding of the Sun Belt is fantastic, and, and really, this can only be good. This can only be a good thing, because. Like we've said all episode, I think it sets us up to be the premier conference that's not the SEC, the Big Ten, the Pac-14, or whatever they're going to end up being, (laughs) right? Like it sets us up to be that conference that everybody looks to and is like, that's where all your underdogs are going to come from. That's where all your dark horses are going to come from. And they're not going to be dark horses just because they're dark horses. They're going to be dark horses because they can compete, because they can win, and because they can knock people off. Right, And and that's exciting for the future of this conference and for the future of Coastal Carolina.
3: Yeah, and we talk about football a lot, but mentioning all sports again, I think this merge and expansion of the Sun Belt really gives the Sun Belt an avenue to, in almost every single sport, become a multi-bid league. I think sometimes Conference USA is a multi-bid league with Old Dominion and Marshall at the top. So I think we could become a two-bid league in basketball, softball definitely, baseball we usually are already, and volleyball as well. I think this helps us become a conference that it's not just going to be like, oh, they won the Big Sky, that's why they're in the tournament. It's going to be, oh, they won the Sun Belt, and then this team did enough to also get into these tournaments. I think that's kind of going to be the help in the step up that we need to become a conference that's not just getting in because you have to give the conference winner a spot
2: you know it's, it's baby steps but i think that you know like you said josh i mean it's going to help elevate the tournament conference tournaments and getting into these ncaa tournament bids as well i mean we haven't been to the ncaa tournament in basketball in like what 2015. 2015. so that was the last time we went and we played virginia um, but I think that's gonna help them out in basketball um, we pretty much are we have we had a down year in baseball but I think that with getting these teams to come marshall has a decent baseball program old,
3: I want to mention old Dominion was ranked 11th in baseball last year at the tournament time and they should have hosted the regional they didn't have the capacity to, but they were the number one seed in South Carolina's regional for baseball, and they won that regional. Yeah. So see, Old Dominion's a great baseball program as well.
2: And you see with that, that helps us out because with Coach Gary Gilmore, that helps us out so we can get better in baseball. Um, you know, we had an off year, but I think with this now, this is going to help elevate this in baseball. Every every school that we got brings something to the table. Sure. You know, we're not just going to be like, oh, we're, di- we're just a football conference or we're just a, a basketball conference. No, this every sport is going to be elevated and the competition is just going to be as good as it was before. So I really am just looking forward to seeing how this is going to help build our brand up really in the future.
0: Yeah. And I don't want to be negative Nancy here and I don't want to sound kind of pessimistic, but it's a question that I know our viewers are going to have. And I know it's a question that we should answer. Are any of us here at this table concerned about Coastal in this new Sunbelt? I know we've talked really positive about the direction Coastal's headed, but do any of us here worry about Coastal with more competition could become the next UL Monroe or the next, you know, UL Monroe is probably a bad analogy, but like Troy, where they're just okay. They exist. They're there.
3: I personally am not. I think we're headed in the right direction. I agree with you in that we're trending in the right direction and all of us are around the programs a lot and we're spending time in these facilities we work with the athletic department but i think the way that this school is trending our football team we're scheduled we scheduled marsh not marshall next year but we scheduled army and virginia next year we're taking the steps to build a bigger program we're going after the transfer portal we have the best recruiting class we've ever had the next year and then the year after that And as far as the other sports, baseball, we're always going to be competitive, and we already have a culture built here. Basketball, we always go after the transfer portal here recently so we can at least compete somewhat right away. And I'm not really worried about us falling into, like, Troy territory. And I definitely think there's pretty much 0% chance we fall into, like, ULM range.
2: Yeah, and to bring up the point that you were talking about with football, Josh, um, we're also going to be scheduling 2023 at UCLA at the Rose Bowl. So. Um, yeah, football. I think that football. It all depends on. I really, truly think it's just going to depend on if Coach Chadwell. I keep bringing it up, but it is so imperative and important because of what he brings to the table as a coach here at Coastal. Is if he stays or not? Is he going to be? Is he going to be loyal and is he going to buy in on the Coastal brand and stay throughout his contract and even after that's done and gets another extension? Okay. Will he stay or will he go to a big power five that offers more money and a is gonna give him a bigger check? <laughs> so I really, I really think that, I hope he stays cause I mean, this could really potentially be one of the best places for him to get it, an opportunity to participate in the uh, college football playoff. I think this is gonna help us uh, with football. I think that basketball, like Josh said, Coach Ellis is a great legendary coach. And I really think that he has done a lot of strides in that program. I think that it's gonna get better because we do get transfer players that come in from the portal, but we also lose players as well. Um, Can he get players to stay and get bought in in the basketball program so that we can continue, so we can go back to the NCAA tournament so we don't have to keep waiting five or six years, so we can consistently be like a Liberty and play every single year and represent the Sun Belt. Baseball, uh, Coach Gilmore, he is great with the with the boys, and I think that you know he's going to keep doing well with that, especially getting Marshall now and Old Dominion uh, in baseball. So I just feel like this is going to just help build the brand and help these uh, programs that we have here get better. And I think not only get better, but it can also help us to be one of the top premier teams in each of our sport that we have here that we offer at Coastal.
1: Right, and to piggyback off of what Jordan and Josh said, I'm going to be honest, football, I'm not that worried. Baseball, I am not that worried. See, here's the thing with basketball and the other sports, okay? Basketball, we got some very good recruits that are coming in. We got a lot of good transfers that are coming in. Honestly, with these new teams coming in, like we said like we said a bunch of times during this podcast, it creates a lot better competition. You know what? Let's just suppose they do come in and we don't do a great job. Well, sometimes you got to fail to succeed. And I think if that does happen, I think Coastal ends up becoming a much better basketball program because then they'll actually take the real necessary steps on what they need to become a better program. But honestly, basketball, we're heading in the right direction. You know, softball, I think that's going to be a very, very big test, specifically with James Madison coming in. I think it's going to be a very huge test for that softball team. And I just think that the new competitive nature Around us, I think it's just going to make every single sport better. So I'm not really worried that we are going to become the ULM or Detroit. I'm just, I just hope that if somehow we, one of the sports doesn't do so good, I just hope that is a wake up call for us to take those necessary steps to be better. And it's not only that, but
2: I'm also looking forward to these new rivalries that we're bringing right. to the table too. You got to think, I mean, James Madison and Coastal. Can you imagine that we are? They just they had game day like some years ago. Mm-hmm. They had game day. We just came off from having our first ever game day, and they just had their first ever game day too. Can you imagine if the hype that would be built up if we can continue to keep doing what we're doing in football, and they do the things that they're doing? and bring it over from the FCS to the FBS, Right. see how big of a, a game that would be. I just want to see these new rivalries that we're going to have with these new teams that we have, and I really hope we can get JMU in, but I really look forward to playing Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss because they bring a lot to the
1: table. Right. I think Marshall versus Coastal in soccer, I think that could become a very, very big rivalry too as well. I mean, they're already starting to play against each other, but I think – I think that's going to become a very big rivalry for soccer. So I'm interested to see all these new rivalries coming in too.
0: Yeah, and a couple of final points before we sign off here tonight. The first one that I'd like to make is a couple weeks ago we mentioned how Coastal is on the easternmost end of the Sun Belt and how it's hard for us as students to get to away games, especially for football and, you know, even more so for like basketball or baseball where they're playing on weekdays or um, like Fridays when we're in class type stuff. Now with... Old Dominion, and now with Marshall, and you know you still have App State, Georgia State and Georgia Southern aren't too terribly far away. Now you have the opportunity as a Coastal student and as a fan of the Sun Belt to travel to more games, and I think that's going to make it more competitive. The last thing that I'll say to end this episode is iron sharpens iron. You don't get better by beating cupcakes. Right. You don't get better by beating up on lesser opponents. The Sun Belt added a lot of iron in these acquisitions. Coastal better be iron too, and I think they will be. I really, truly do. I think this is, this is where Coastal Athletics takes themselves to the next step. I think this is where Coastal Athletics puts themselves on a national map because they can, and I think this is where Coastal Carolina looks in the future. Now you've got these teams here. Where can we take Coastal? How can we become the best team in the Sun Belt? How can we become the best athletics department in the state of South Carolina? Right, right? Because that potential's there too. I know you've got big boys in South Carolina and Clemson and, you know, even some of the smaller schools, South Carolina states a respectable school. Coastal can become, has the potential to become, the best of those. And I really think they can do it. But I think with that, I think we sign off on our conference special for Jordan josh and mario i'm curtis signing off follow us on instagram at sean show on twitter at the sean show we're on spotify and apple leave us a review and rating we'd love to see what we're doing good what you think we can improve on again our dms are open on both instagram and twitter please send us your questions drop us a follow there Uh, you know this is the first episode of a real busy week so be prepared for a couple more things coming out but with that i sign off sean's up